Welcome to River Life Podcasts. We're a church family embracing the Father's presence, releasing empowered people to declare and demonstrate Christ's kingdom. We trust that God would use what you hear today to bless and grow you so that you would be a blessing to those around you. For more information about River Life Baptist Church, go to riverlifechurch.org.au or find us on social media. Christmas! It's here! Are you ready? Oh, many of you won't be. I am absolutely guaranteed of it because I'm one of you. I'm not sure I'm I'm fully ready, but I want to be ready. I want to be ready for it. Um, you know, there was a, a, a grandma, she was a, 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 uh, had lost her husband, and, and she'd, she was thinking that, you know what, it, it's a big job these days to buy presents for all the kids and all the grandkids, so she decided to just write them all a card and put some money in it, you know, and just send that off to them and say, you know, bless you, have a great Christmas. In the... and, and several days after posting the letters out, she was ready, you know, she'd posted them out, she realized that she forgot to put the money inside. Can you imagine what Christmas Day was like as those kids opened their card from their grandma that said, buy your own presents? <laughs> she had plenty of time to be prepared. It's, it takes, you're going to need to be prepared for Christmas. Here are some things that you should already have done. You should have mowed the lawn. Get ready for Christmas. You you should have dragged the decorations out of the boxes already. They should be up in your house. Now, I know that some traditions are a little differently, but I reckon your tree should have been up already, okay? Your tree and it should be decorated. You should be getting close to putting the final wrapping on all of the presents and popping them on, tying the bows, knighting the name tags, getting those ready and, and putting them under the tree. You should have already gone out and started to pre-purchase the, the, you know, the, not your prawns, leave those till the right day, okay? But you know, all the other stuff, the food shopping, it should all be starting to come together in the finality of these last few days before Christmas. You should have, you know, written the cards and sent them out. Does anyone still do that, by the way? Because it's too late. If you haven't done that, just send a Facebook message to everybody. Happy Christmas. Okay, that's the way that it goes today, isn't it? Just, just send it out. Get it out there. You've had plenty of time to get ready for Christmas. There's only less than 40 hours to Christmas. That's right. Less than 40 hours. It's time to panic if you have not done everything that you need to do. But I wonder, with all the preparation going on, with all of the other things that have been doing up the space, filling the space on the rush and the run into Christmas, have you stopped to prepare your heart? Have you stopped long enough, will you stop long enough to actually prepare your heart for Christmas? I just sometimes had the the idea of what it was like in heaven as they prepared for that Christmas day. I mean, what did Jesus do to prepare? He knew from time before that he was going to have to step in, that it was going to be time to not just send another man or woman of God to be able to be their voice, but actually step into the story himself. I wonder how long the preparation was for that. I wonder what the angels did before they announced to the shepherds. Did they rehearse? Did they practice? Did they get their harmonies right? I mean, what was the preparation like going 
knowing that this man was going to come into the world as a tiny, humble, little, vulnerable baby, but change the whole course of history. What's the preparation in your heart like for Christmas? The words spoken by the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah 40 verse 3 said, A voice of one calling in the wilderness, prepare the way for the Lord. Make straight the desert highway, a highway for our God. Those words were fulfilled in the life of John the Baptist as he prepared the way for Jesus, the Messiah, to come. This was not a construction project passage. It's not a literal highway. And I want to apply those words into our hearts this morning. How is it that we can prepare? And I want to just share three very simple ways in which you could perhaps prepare your heart in readiness for Christmas as it's so close. And the first of those is to become a child again. Have you heard, I've heard people say, Christmas is for kids. I get a little sad by that. I'm, I'm not sure quite what they mean by that. Have they got a little too old for Christmas? Do they not, again, uh, understand that they, the celebration of the birth of Jesus? I, I, I detect sometimes in their comment just a little hint of sadness, that perhaps a disappointment that they're longing for the days when they enjoyed Christmas as a child, when it didn't have so much heaviness surrounding it. Yet Jesus seemed to think that even as grown-ups, we need to come like children. Jesus knew that we can learn a lot about his kingdom, a lot about him as our father when we come to him as sons and daughters. In Luke chapter 18, verses 15 to 17, Jesus was there with his disciples and he's speaking to the, the crowds and those who are gathered around. And some are bringing kids towards him. And listen to what it says. It says people were bringing babies to Jesus for him to place his hands on them, to bless them. When the disciples saw this, they rebuked them. But Jesus called the children to him and said, let the little children come to me and do not hinder them for the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, anyone who will not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. You know, Christmas is a, a mind-boggling thing when you think that Jesus opened up the way for everybody. Ever thought of why he announced his birth first to shepherds? The ones who were pushed to the exterior, who were the outcasts of society, the smelly ones, the, the ones who took care, who lived literally in the fields. And then he comes and he talks about children coming to him. And the whole idea again of this, it's open to everybody, children who in that society were to be, well, not even seen and heard. You know, the outcast, and he draws everyone in. But when he calls us to come like little children, what does he mean? Well, let me tell you first perhaps what he doesn't mean. He doesn't mean that there's anything wrong with growing up. There's a big difference between being childlike and childish. 
we're called as followers of Jesus to put aside the tent, you know, the temper tantrums, the, the immaturity, the, the things within our lives of selfishness and unforgiveness, the bickering, the fighting. Children aren't always angels, we know that. But it's not discouraging us from maturing with age. What he's saying is this, despite some of the negative things that you have to lay aside to grow up, there are some things that you need to hold on to about being childlike, no matter how old you get. No matter how old you get. And I just want to highlight two things that I think will help prepare your heart for Christmas about being childlike. And the first is this, be dependent. Children are completely dependent upon somebody. Typically, the best model is their parents, right? That's who they depend upon to do things for themselves that they yet cannot do. And as you know, most kids don't mind this arrangement. Most kids are okay with this. In fact, most young adults are okay with this. This is why we still have 30-year-olds living in homes of adults, adults living in adults' families. This is what happens. They become so okay with the arrangement that they never want to leave. But as good parents, your kids shouldn't have to worry about if there's going to be food on the table at Christmas. They won't worry about if there's gifts or not, or how they're going to wear the clothes that they need or get to the school they need to go to and all of these sorts of things. You trust your parents to take care of you. Children are a model for us to trust our Heavenly Father, to become dependent upon Him. In Matthew chapter 7, verses 9 to 11, it says, Which of you, if your son asks for bread, will give him a stone? Or if he asks for a fish, will give him a snake? If you then, though you are evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Father in heaven i.e. who is not evil, give good gifts to those who ask him. See, Jesus tells us that we can prepare our hearts and come into Christmas with a, a childlike dependency to depend on our Father. Not to just depend on him to do what, what we, we can't. That's, that's kind of obvious. That's great. But just depend on him for everything. To stop long enough to realize that we're dependent. We prayed a prayer before when we came into our time of, of giving and offerings and we, we stopped and we remembered that quite literally everything that we have is because of him who created us. This dependency, childlike, simple learning to trust God. The second aspect, I think, of this childlikeness that can prepare our hearts for Christmas is a sense of wonder. Children just see the world differently, don't they? You know, they really do. They are amazed at the simple things of life. A, a spider spinning its intricate web, leaves floating down a creek, small creatures getting by. They stop, they see them. They're in wonder again, they're in awe of God. They hear the stories out of the Bible of David and Goliath. They, they hear about Daniel and the, the lion's den. They hear about Jesus walking on the water and they're amazed at the miracle. But sometimes I think we're too old for that. We don't take time to see. We don't maybe take the time to wonder. 
We're like Moses walking past the burning bush, only we, instead of stopping, we, we, we just hurry on past. We miss the living God waiting for the dazzle of his glory, but when he's right there before us. I think that's why Christmas can become just such another day. Why we don't take the time to, to look at the baby in the manger, to think about who he is and why he came and who he grew to become. I like the way we've today been singing those familiar carols with songs that proclaim what we know to be the truth of what happened at the end of his life and the life that he still lives now in his glory. It brings this beautiful, complete whole picture. And Jesus again calls us to be like children, to look around at the world around us, to look deeply into his word, to be able to stop and reflect on the songs that we're singing in this season. And again, let him amaze us, let him astound us, let the things that we are so familiar with become again things that we would wonder about. His greatness, his goodness, his love. Let me challenge you this Christmas to become like children, to be able to prepare your heart for Christmas that is ahead of us. What if you practice depending on God a little more instead of being anxious or worried about what's coming? What if you took time and stopped to look around at the wonder of this beautiful world of God's beautiful word? What God's not just done in the past, but what he's doing right now. Becoming a child again is a great way to prepare your heart for the celebration of a birthday, Jesus' birthday. Here's the second thing I think you could do to prepare your heart for Christmas. Rediscover the blessing of giving. If you want to prepare your heart for Christmas, then, then you've got to rediscover the blessing of being able to be generous, of giving. Now, I talked on generosity just a couple of weeks ago, so I'm not going to labor this point. But like what it says in Acts chapter 20, verse 35, and, and Paul is talking as an apostle to those who are gathered around him, particularly in reference here to the church in Ephesus, and he wants to leave them with some words that are going to stay with them, that are going to encourage them in their faith and to stay faithful to God as they continue on their journey and, and to enjoy the blessings of God. And amidst everything else that he says in this particular passage, he quotes the words of Jesus himself. Now, these words aren't found anywhere else in the Gospels, so we can't actually find them. So it's quite interesting that Paul himself says these are the words of Jesus. So whether he'd heard this passed on or whether he himself had heard Jesus speak these words to him. But he says this in Acts chapter 20, verse 35. It says, remembering the words the Lord Jesus himself said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Jesus did say in Luke chapter 6, talked about the whole idea of give and you'll receive. In fact, he said, your gift will return to you in full, pressed down, shaken together, running over, poured out onto your lap. That's the extravagance, he says, it's returned to you. With the amount you give will determine the amount that you give back. These are kind of one in the two same type of ideas. It's, it's a blessing to give more than to receive. The trouble is, I don't know if we're on board with that. I'm not sure we actually really believe it. Our culture is a lot more into getting than giving. Kids make a list of what they want, not a list of what they're going to give. 
We walk through shopping centers. We spend hundreds of dollars on ourselves, on others, our family, and we throw the loose change into the salvo bucket. We don't mind buying presents for people, but we do hope they buy us a present back. We even do that funny little slightly guilty dance when we receive a gift and we haven't got a gift for the other person. Is there time for me to rush out and go get one for them? How much did they spend on me? Do I have to equal that amount? Oh no, I feel bad. They were so generous and I gave so little. We don't so much give gifts. I think sometimes we just exchange them. These are the opposite to Jesus' words. He said it's more blessed to, to give than it is to receive. Now, I'm not telling you that there's nothing wrong with getting presents or exchanging Christmas gifts. I actually love doing that. I think it's fantastic. If you're still wondering what to buy me, I'll be outside later. You can, we can talk about it. I like getting presents as much as the next person, you know. But what I'm telling you is what Paul was telling us, what Jesus was telling us. It's the pleasure of receiving a gift is wonderful, but the pleasure of actually giving a gift that blesses somebody is, is even better. Think about it. How many times do you unwrap a gift, get all excited? Two months later, you can't remember what you actually got for Christmas. Kids who can't live without this particular thing that they want for Christmas, it's thrown in the bin a few days later when the dog chews it. Let me tell you a joy that will never fade away. When you give a toy to a childless, a parentless child, that's, that's a wonderful gift. When you bring food to somebody or give money to feed somebody who would otherwise go hungry, that's a wonderful gift. When you share what you have with the person everybody else forgets about, when you give your time and your energy to stop and just listen and be a blessing to somebody else in community this Christmas. When you go without something because you're giving it to someone who, you go without something you want to go to give to someone who has the need. They're the sorts of gifts that you'll find great blessing in giving. And when you give, you're doing what God did at Christmas and giving the gift of Jesus. Let me challenge you to prepare your heart for Christmas this year. Rediscover the blessing of giving. Enjoy the presents you get, but never forget the real joy that comes from a giving heart, a generous heart. Here's the last thing I think you could do to be able to get ready and prepare your heart for this Christmas. Turn the lights on. I, I like Christmas lights. And anyone else with me? I like Christmas lights. I like seeing what people do with Christmas lights. It's amazing what some people can do with Christmas lights. Some of them are absolutely outstanding. It's great, I love driving around like seeing them. You know, I, I, I don't have that patience to be unraveled last year's lights quite so much. So we have some lights up, but not all, because you know, that's a, that's a tedious task. But I like what other people do with them. Lord Jesus called himself the light of the world. But you know what? He didn't just call himself the light of the world. He called you the light of the world. That's what we're supposed to be. The light 
of the world. And without the light of Christ in this world, it's a dark place. It's a dark place in people's hearts. And as children of God, we're here to be able to bring light into those dark places. He wants us to be able to live differently. He wants us to be able to bring a light. When everybody else is griping and, and fussing, we, we practice contentment and thankfulness. We become loving and generous. If the people we work with live selfishly or carelessly without thinking about things and, and the Lord particularly, we ought to live right. We ought to be that, that blameless, humble, shining light. In Matthew chapter 5, verse 16, it says, Let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your Father in heaven. Perhaps I think at no other time in the year besides Christmas do Christians have such a chance to be able to shine in the darkness more clearly and beautifully. You see, whilst as Christians we might debate whether Christmas or Easter is more important and many of us side with the Easter side of you know, the, the finished product of what happens at, 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 at the beginning of Christmas, Christmas for the rest of the world is less challenging. It's an opportunity for us to be able to tell the real message, but enter in at a point that they're quite happy to celebrate. And there are people wherever you go, whether it's work, whether it's your neighbours, whether it's your local community, who really don't understand what Christmas is all about. They may connect Christmas with Jesus' birth, but they really haven't connected what happened then is to what's happening now and what's happening and can happen in their lives. Jesus' birth has little or nothing to do with how they live or how they're going to die. And Christmas is our time to shine. It's our time to to, to shine, I, and I don't mean shine by showing off, I think how good you are and how bad they are. It's not time to get self-righteous. It's a time to let the light of Jesus shine through you to illuminate their darkness with brightness and bring hope to where there's hopelessness. It's a time that we might show people the baby born in Bethlehem came to change lives. He came to give us peace with God and peace with one another. He came to give us purpose in life, hope after death. And our job as the light of the world is to show them why he came. To lead them to the light of the world so that he can light up their darkness. And that won't happen by accident. I think you've got to prepare your heart for that. Prepare your heart to shine, otherwise you're going to get caught up in the rest of the busyness, right? And the rest of the pressure and the strain and the stress or whatever that happens before and around this season. You've got to take time to think about the difference that he's made in your heart so that, that becomes evident to others. In First Peter it says, but in your heart set apart Christ as Lord and always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks for the reason of the hope that's in you. Let me challenge you this Christmas, shine bright. Be a beautiful as, as the light of the Lord into the light of this world. 
People are living in darkness and they need someone to shine a light of their kingdom and God's love into their lives. And you could be that light this Christmas. This year, I think we can do better than just survive Christmas. And I'm preaching to myself right now. I think it's several times already this morning, people have gone, how are you going? I say, I'm holding my breath until Christmas lunchtime. It's been a busy season. It's going to be a busy new year. That's good. It's our time to shine. But let's prepare our hearts. Prepare our hearts by becoming children again in the sense that we would have this wonderful dependency upon our Father, that we would have this wonder again of the miracle of His birth and what that means to us, that we would prepare our heart again by rediscovering the blessing of giving and the joy that is found in that, and of course, by being the light and to the darkness of this world. Let me pray with you. Father, three simple things. But I think that could be quite profound into the world around us if we would allow you to live them out through us. So we would pray, Lord Jesus, let us come like little children before you. Let us come with hearts prepared, ready again in dependency and in the wonder of what you have done, to be able to let your generosity well up in us and to bless others in what we give and to be able to be that light. And we prayed about it before, but for some Christmas is a dark period because of lots of different reasons based around family, most of it. So let us shine your light into that space. Let us be an encouragement to those who are struggling and find it difficult. But let your name be glorified, Jesus. And again, we thank you for stepping into this world that you created for becoming this, this beautiful present, this gift from heaven. Thank you again too for how you grew and in your perfect nature died a sinless death on our behalf so that we might be forgiven, so that we might receive your life into our lives. Prepare our hearts for all that you want to do this Christmas season through us, your people, your church. We pray it makes a difference in our city. We pray it makes a difference in our neighbourhoods. It makes a difference in our streets. It would make a difference in our homes. Just about how we go about these next 40 odd hours of preparing our hearts to celebrate your birth, the birth of our Saviour, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thanks for listening to this River Life podcast. Make sure you subscribe to keep up to date with all the latest content. If this podcast has raised any questions for you, contact us via church at riverlifechurch.org.au or through Facebook and Instagram. Thanks for listening.